This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to BlueApron.com slash BadChristian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Yo, Matt McDonald, yo, Robbie from Classic Crime, drop some knowledge. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, you might be better yeah, than Joey. Good. That was good. Better, better than Joey? That was some good beatboxing there. Really? Yeah. Is that just, that's just everybody's bucket list. They wish they could be the announcer for The Price is Right or The Tonight Show. Say, here's Johnny, and he got to say, Big Christian. <laughs> Is that, is that how I sound? <laughs> I know. You sound way better than that. I'm doing my best. Okay, so Joey isn't here today, which is, you know, I know he was gone a little bit last week, but you know how pastors are. In fact, he sent us a message said, what did it say, Toby? He said, I have to, I can't come on and I won't be able to use my phone for two hours. Yeah, I don't even know why. So <laughs> yeah. we'll find out next episode. But he, we were about to podcast there. and we were going to do it over the internet with him because we're sitting on the tour bus right now with Matt McDonald and Robbie from Classic Crime, whose new album just came out. But we were about to start the episode with Joey, which I'm kind of glad we don't have to do it over Skype at least because this is all in person, which usually goes well. But anyway, we don't know where Joey is. Joe, his phone's uh, off. That's yeah. all we know. Well, I, do wanna, I do want everybody to understand, uh, new listeners, anybody that doesn't get it. Joey is a pastor. He was a teacher and is unbelievably bad at communication. Like, it's just, what do you do when you, <laughs> what other person would send you a text that says, won't be on time, sorry, nothing I can do, have to be off my phone. And that's it. That's yeah, it. okay. I don't know. I mean, anything could be happening. He could have had a personal emergency. It could be a serious work thing. He I may know. be deep in prayer. I really don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like so immediate and intense, and most likely nothing. He's just like, he'll just say, "Yeah, I had to do this thing." Yeah, most likely it's crazy that he would, he would be so awkward at communication to his best friends. Yeah, yeah, about his job. Maybe it's the written word. I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. Like his book. What do you find out him amazing, super but... smooth and clear verbally? No, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> in person, you're right. It's just as bad. <laughs> Matt, but no, we always like uh, asking people, like we ask Reva and you listeners out there too, if you're not part of the BC Club, we do bonus episodes for all you clubbers. And we had Reva break down what she thought about Joey, but you've got to work with Joey now a little bit. What is oh, like, man. what is your take? Like, what's the, do you have like a best and worst thing of working with Joey at all? <laughs> Joey doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like I, I had him on my podcast, and he and and we talked about it as kind of like a blessing and a curse. In, in, in some way, he really gets everybody involved in right. his yeah. projects <laughs> because he needs them desperately. Yeah. And I don't have that. I have a thing where I just do everything myself. But on the other hand, he just can't. He can't like post on time. He can't like rewrite an email. <laughs> he just can't do anything. So. I mean, so I, yeah, I can help. I it's guess. really funny the way it goes about it, though, is almost endearing. And you're right, it does get people to help him. So, in some ways, yeah. it's probably good because, like, you probably put all the pressure on yourself yeah. getting things done and feel that way and, you know, a little secluded. Yeah, I have a thing where I'm like, I, nobody can do it but me. And Joey has a thing where he's like, everybody can do everybody it. Everybody can do it. Must <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> It's funny because I've always thought of Joey as is, is just uh, smarter than me. I know that sounds crazy, like just smarter and 
he's pretty successful. Like he's done pretty well. Like he mm-hmm. wanted to be a teacher. He became a teacher. Wanted to be a pastor. He's been a pastor now for eight, nine years. It's really crazy. But I just, it's funny. He, I think what he does, he's, he gives he people the benefit successful. of the doubt. He's totally successful yeah. at what yeah. he does. He's one of the most no famous pastors it. in America. Well, he's a, <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, by the numbers, if you count yeah. what this show is as pastoral, which I think the, the lines of what pastoral are are really sc- kind of screwed up anyway. But what, yeah. for what I consider what a pastor is, is what Joey does, and he's very successful at it, both yeah. professionally and personally. Uh-huh. And in the efficacy of his pastoral leadership to other people is actually really, really good. He, and checks he really in. cares. I mean, he checks in with me even. Yeah, yeah. right. How you for doing? sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How you feeling? It, he, and he means that's it. What a yeah. He does mean that. Do, right? Yeah, he does yeah. mean that. I think it's the thing where too he really does think so highly of other people that he thinks, well, Matt McDonald will, of course do this better than me oh, or, yeah. or Reeve or something. You know, like when he's including people. You think it's just low self-esteem? No, it's, it's not just... necessarily low self-esteem, but he really just thinks highly of you guys. Yeah, so he, he does. Goes, well, you are smart. Matt McDonald's he great. He knows exactly what to do. I mean, he really does believe that. That's what I'm saying. And you probably feel that a little bit and want to help him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you do. It... Yeah, I jump in on that. He truly thinks everybody else is great. I mean, Toby's the master of this. Matt is the best at that. Reeva yeah. knows exactly what to do here. McDonald's a genius. I mean, that's what he, that's what he thinks. Thanks. I mean, he thought he's thought that ever since we were all awful at what we did, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's thought that for 15 years, and we were horrible at stuff. So like, oh, well, Matt knows everything. I didn't know nothing. Yeah, we almost couldn't get better as Emery in his eyes. Like, for the first song we wrote, he thought Emery's just unbelievable. Well, that's yeah. it, yeah. He's the best band in the world, for sure. <laughs> he's an encourager. He's a, he really is a pastor. There you I mean, go. Yeah. yeah, we started talking shit, and now we just like him. Well, yeah, you, you have to balance it. That's right. <laughs> Joey probably is the most faster that gets shit talked about him that <laughs> no makes other people like him that. more. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? People like him even more. I don't yeah. know. It, it, when he said he was at that conference and he was like, no, only one person came up and talked to me or whatever. But, I, but he just – he doesn't even want to acknowledge that he's – he he feels the pressure of fame or this podcast or feels like it you know it's definitely missional uh, and like our podcast oh. is is needed and to help people and stuff like that but he he's a little uh naive to certain things which is that endearing quality where he get he doesn't realize that when he's at the art conference that people really do know and are saying stuff but just feel uncomfortable like right. he didn't even he doesn't even realize that they probably do know his podcast yeah. and are scared because their buddies might see that you know, yeah 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 See that they listen to our podcast. Yeah, I, we talked about that before, but a lot of Christians are scared to tell other people that they listen to the Bad sure, Christian sure, podcast. Sure, sure, well, sure, let's so. just talk about that theme for a little bit. Christians are scared of what? Did you say? Everything. Telling their friends that they listen to our podcast, <laughs> right? So that 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 and every other thing. I mean, fear is a, is a, certainly a big deal in right. Christianity. It seems the more you dig into it and poke around, it's like uh, Christians are scared of dot dot dot. Man, make that a website because. Yeah. You could keep on. <laughs> Shit Christians are afraid of. Yeah, I mean, it's a <laughs> lot. It really, but, I mean, we, it's like we kind of understand now that fear-based stuff, like it almost feels to me culturally like, oh, fear-driven stuff. We kind of see that from all of history and stuff that where that is now. And you can start – I feel like we're just starting to recognize it in systems that are of our current day, like fear-driven news or fear-driven right. politics or, oh, fear-driven Christianity. Right, right, and So right. there is a whole bunch of stuff in I there. I mean, it's just human beings are – are driven by a need for security and certainty, especially eternal security. Makes, exactly. You know, when the, the weight of eternity of is, at, is at stake, they want that the security is so much more important. And so, if if you start going outside the lines, it really really messes with them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because it, it hypes it all up when the thing you're afraid of is permanent hell and lo- sure. loss of salvation or lack of salvation. Yep. You know, if fear equals control. Well, there you go. So, well, so I'm not even saying those things aren't true, but 
it's pretty ripe for uh, abuse and passivity sure, and sure. those the kinds of things. Yeah, certainty is categorization is a, a way of us understanding the world. So we like to, our categories, and we like everybody to fit within those categories, and that's what gives us a sense of security. Everything is in its right place. But when you start breaking down the barriers between categories, that's when I think people get a little insecure and yep. start worrying and what's going to happen and, you know, years down the road, are we going to, you know, is this or that going to happen? And it starts getting scary. I mean, it really is like y'all always use the word tribal and, and talk about people and stuff. But you're right. It's even going like – and for people, we we're, we're, I don't know if, Matt, if you said this. We're on our bus. We're on tour with Classic Crime. There's we're still tickets Queens, for New York. Yeah. Uh, we're playing in, what, Connecticut soon and all that. There's plenty Connect- of – just check it out. Connecticut, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Orlando, Atlanta, Miami, I think is what we got Tampa, left. Tampa. Tampa, yeah, Atlanta. We're all over yeah. the place. But we were we, – so we're on our bus just chilling, hanging out with these dudes. But it was interesting, Matt uh, – well, McDonald – uh, what you were talking earlier about, uh, what were you saying about how, how people think that what we're doing is, is scary or, or, or like, we're just trying to hurt Christianity right. now or something like right. that. Like that idea, it really does. It's, it's funny. Cause y'all are just talking about that. When you change anything, then everybody goes, Oh no, I don't know what to trust. Now, right. you know, like if you change one little thing, like, right. uh, I know you guys have been getting the pushback for saying what, what y'all, y'all didn't y'all, y'all said two cuss words, right? Didn't you say fuck? And, uh, yeah. did you say goddamn? I mean, goddamned. The yeah. lyric is, there is no goddamned thing in sight. It's all deemed good in his eyes, which I, I think if you read into yeah, yeah. it beyond That's just not the literal cur- yeah. face, I'm not, I'm not saying goddamn right. somebody. I'm saying there is no right. goddamned thing. But, but I mean, <laughs> just, just by doing that, like, okay, y'all putting in those two words. What's devil- the lyric with fuck in it? Um, have I fucked up my head with all the books that I read? Okay. Was I too hungry for the truth to find you? That was the lyric. Yeah. But the original one was, I want to fuck, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. Thank exactly God you didn't stick with that yeah. lyric. <laughs> I changed, I said, yeah, thank the Lord. You had I the retroactively in. came in and said, you know what? People aren't going to go with that. No, they just can't go there. <laughs> but, that, like, y'all gotten some pushback from that, but is it because everybody th- wants to just, Classic Crime's my Christian band, that this is the what I know right. about them, and when you change that one word or add one word, they well, got all scared? Well, suddenly the category is insecure for them. And we never, you know, obviously, you guys never came out or or labeled yourself a Christian band. I don't think. We may have. You may I have initially. Okay. We, <laughs> we may have leaned we, into that a little we bit. We were Christians never, in a band, everybody. We, yeah, you know. yeah. we never did that. And um, and we always kind of pushed against that because that category had rules and restrictions and, and that you were kind of placed on a pedestal. You guys talk about this a lot on the podcast. That is like just un, it's unhuman what people would expect of you. And so I just wanted to be me and be real. And so I was like, no, that's not our genre. That's not what we're into. We're not doing that. But I think people claim and put you in that category because of maybe some songs that had spiritual undertones. And then they, then they feel safe because they go, okay, they belong in my category with my other Christian bands. Whether what doesn't, doesn't matter what they say. Um, and then suddenly you use language from, from outside categories. And that really creates a, a shaky insecurity of like, wait a minute, maybe they don't fit in my category anymore. And I think that's what people are really afraid of. They're not afraid of, I think, the consequence of using language as much as they're afraid of not fully understanding who we are and maybe thinking maybe they're outside of the bounds of what I think is okay. And that's, that's, where, they, that's where the insecurity comes from. So, yeah, I was looking at a, a website which will be remained nameless and just reading comments and some of them are really funny and some of them are really sad but um one of the main critiques or one of the themes i saw keep coming up was 
um, all these, well, first it was like first POD, then King's Kaleidoscope, then the classic <laughs> crime. There was a <laughs> long gap between yeah. when POD, that's the list of Christian bands going that, off the that, rails. That, that went those groundbreaking PODers. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. felt like it was always just a rumor that they were a Christian band. No, y'all, I mean, I don't that's they funny. were a mainstream band. And here's the thing the funniest thing is, Christians love to claim like Mumford and Sons. Right. And their, their first single in the U.S. said, Have I. F- I've really fucked it up this time. Yeah. That was then the they found a YouTube man. of them doing a hymn and they're heroes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you come from the mainstream, they'll claim you. But if you come from uh, uh, maybe the Christian subculture or whatever tooth and nail and you, and you use that language that Mumford and Son, <laughs> Sons uses, then they'll try to uh, excoriate you or, or uh, you know, cut you out or whatever. So I think it's just a more intense version of like everybody who finds a band or... Something latches onto something they really like, wants that band in their back pocket. And they never sure. want it to grow out or expand or to change or, you know. Right. People want to categorize you. I think Bob Dylan said something about that. Like, people want to label and categorize so that they can. Um, it's comfortable. So that they can dis- disregard you in a way or, or embrace you. It's, it's like a binary either or. There's no struggle to figure out what you're about or maybe a, a, even an uh, agreeing to disagree. It's just. Are you in or are you out? Yeah. Or and there's n- that boundary. Just to not take songs, literally. But what else was in the comments? So, yeah. So, anyways, the, the, one of the themes was um, a bad Christian or BC music, which, you know, I'm, I'm a part of with you guys, is doing this thing. And they're trying to, there's this, like, overall intent or conspiracy to try to ruin nice. what we've got here. Oh, really? To try to ruin the Gosh. community or try to push the boundaries and try to push this liberal theology and agenda and there was this conspiracy and i was just like you couldn't be further from the truth and i i think all conspiracies at at their heart are based in fear right they're afraid that the big they and the sky are controlling we're trying to do what specific well like like we all sat down and said all right guys make sure you put in some bad language let's do this so you've just been waiting to trick all the christians with your whole band career (laughs) right Well, well somebody somebody said that they said this band signed Tooth and Nail Records to try to pull the wool over everyone's eyes. <laughs> There's this like ongoing conspiracy. I'm like, yeah, this conspiracy is 12 years in the right. making. Y'all are that brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that brilliant, and it's my master plan is finally <laughs> unraveling, and I'm just destroying. And put it out on like a goofy podcast yeah. and playing for a couple hundred people a night. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, cheese yeah. from from the classic crime is the antichrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I am. It's all. I really am. It's all been part of this plan, but I think it's just so silly because, like, we've never had any conversations about this. Only thing we care about on our label is sincerity and honesty, and wherever that leads is where that leads. But it's ne- there's never been an intent or a purpose to to ruin anybody's life. It's just to express who we are. You'd have to be insane to think that's uh, King's Kaleidoscope is in on that. No, that no, you no. just had to be insane. Yeah, they're a worship band. Yeah, you know, like, or that you guys would. I mean. You're talking about God in your lyrics. You're talking about wrestling, figuring out God, your story, your journey. Like you're yeah. saying all those things. You're not. You're not implying don't believe in God, sure. don't do anything. We hate God. I mean, no. just by the, your the word choice you use, you chose that. I mean, <laughs> you, very and, surface. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like that. Go ahead, Robbie. Oh, the funny. Th- the funny thing about it is that like on our album Vagabonds, like one of the biggest songs on there, one of the first lyrics Matt says is, I've got a demon in me. Like, and, 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 and nobody, 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 nobody gave a that. shit about right, that. Right, they right, just right. cared when he's like, 
So you were actually Fuck. trying to tell them the truth <laughs> early yeah. on. How yeah, evil the, you the are! There were signs all along. The, yeah, song, yeah. the song "Cheap Shots" starts with "I've got a demon in me." It shows its teeth and escapes. But see, people under—that's what I don't understand—is people understand metaphorical language. And we got into this on that Nephilim episode, which it right. kind of bothers me the way that guy uh, Gary did on that because he would say, "No, I believe it literally." I say, "Okay," but you, there's still a degree of where a literal reading of a thing, a song, a scripture, a text right. bumps into obvious metaphor and simile and then of course there's a gray area between that but you right. can't literally say there is anything that is actually purely literal and that's clear right those boundaries are not clear sure. so you you may even if your intent is to read it literally you're still forced to go but that's a metaphor right or that was written from a different pov sure. so for instance and we got we got that on our album the mantobi albums i quit church is the name of it right and then people say yeah but what does that mean but how what do you mean by the church and what is that? Do you think this is as if we pinned that down and said, he's trying to make that literal instead of a line about Toby quitting working at a church. He wants right. to turn it into a statement and make us define the terms of what church is and what yeah. church isn't. And what does that mean? And, and, and as if a song go. lyric has to be that anyway, right. versus metaphorical or from somebody's point of view but that may not even be us. So scary because you're, it's hard to categorize what you're actually saying. Yeah. And that's what they want to hammer down is what are you actually literally saying? And that's like, I mean, uh, it, it, the guy on your podcast, he, he doesn't understand philosophical epochs. He does. He's intentionally ignoring it. He's ignoring the Intentionally. Fact. He's a very smart guy, a thousand times smarter than me, really? knows more than me about He's everything, of course. He's ignoring the fact that post-enlightenment, that's when the idea of it's, literal truth came It's about. just, and yeah, there's a lot of people that engage in that. that. And those books were not written from a scientific rationalist perspective, they were written as a from a mythological sort of like passing down wisdom perspective. Right. The, the, the biggest thing that I hate when people tell me about reading the Bible literally is that they want to uh, take away the artistic side of it, the art of it, the beauty of it. They right. want to go, this is the facts and this is it. Like you said, like it is not a scientific book. Yeah. It is trying to instill in us wisdom. That's why, I mean, does nobody understand why Jesus so often talked in parables right. and stories yeah. and, and used metaphor? Yeah. I mean, like, what in the world? Why would you be so sure that this is it and, and talk Totally missed that right. they are trying to tell you a real truth here. Right. You don't. You want to miss the truth, and that doesn't. So that you can say this the is whole thing. Fact. Yeah. That, well, that, that make the that, that mean there's nothing that I would way rather literal. have truth than fact. And I think th those can be different in some ways. Sure. Well, you know what I mean. I know that sounds crazy, but Jesus was asked like I don't know something like 181 questions in the Gospels, and he answers three of them. <laughs> <laughs> if he wanted us to have a clear, right. yeah. scientific, rational, A, a plus yes. B equals That's C. That's hilarious. Then, then, then wouldn't he have just been a little bit more blunt? He would I say, know. there once was a man with two sons. It's like, that doesn't answer my question. You know. Like, Meanwhile, every church and pastor and teacher answer every single question Literally, and a thousand questions out. they were never asked. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And just in case you were wondering, yeah. here's the answer. Yeah, here's all, all the, the yeah, right. That's yeah. the whole that's Why didn't the whole Jesus game. take at least one sermon? He could have done one extra sermon, right, and just say, hey, listen, definitely two of each kind on the ark. Yeah. I'm with Six you. days. That was yeah. all true. Yeah. That's my dad up there. I am God. Yeah. You, there is hell or I mean, why would he up. say so much yeah. stuff? Like that's what, like even like the Sermon on the Mount. The first thing, first if, thing he says is, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." Like he, he starts like, "Hey, you don't like forget yourself." It's totally yeah. disruptive. Yeah, it just a, it's a whole paradigm shift. He he pulls the rug out from empire and from top down power over. This is what it is. This is you know you know Caesar is God, Caesar is Lord or whatever. Right. He, he flips that whole thing and he goes, "No, blessed are the poor." 
and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna love my enemies. This is completely different from the wisdom of the day. It's right. the alternate wisdom, alternative wisdom. And so the idea that we have this um, theology that's just top down, like this is what it is, and this is what you have to believe and check your boxes, is totally counter to what I think Jesus' main message was, which is I'm flipping the whole script. It's not that. It's right. it's power under. You know, it's 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 washing the feet of of my servants. It's being wisdom. the servant of my servant. That's that's the real wisdom. And he didn't think I've left all the clues so that eventually in two thousand and seventeen years from now they'll there'll be arrive. people that finally yeah. get it right because I've left all the clues and they're gonna get it nailed down eventually. That's right. not wasn't obviously his plan, I don't think. People too, and I I want y'all to answer this question in a second too, but people I think really really feel way better when they humanize God and make God like them and that their God is, you know, God sees that yeah. as the, yeah. this religion's bad, this religion's good, heaven and yeah. hell, black and white. My God is this way. He's strong. Right. And we'll talk about that in a second. I want to tell you about something else that's strong and it's called, <laughs> uh, my want and desire for good food. <laughs> he right. Toby to and pig ears last And night. that's where, uh, and I know, I, I, it's really funny. We're here in Queens, New York, and I'm trying different kinds of food. And I have to admit, though, I've been able to try different kinds of food with, with Blue Apron, food that I would never eat. I grew up in South Carolina. I promise you, my dad, we, uh, when my parents got divorced, my dad, we, uh, I was like in high school, and, and so we stayed in Greer. My mom moved down to be with her mom. So we stayed with my dad, my brother, and I. So we would eat pizza one night, fast food one night, gas station hot dogs with chips one night. My taste buds are just nothing, right? So I'm scared <laughs> of all kinds of food. But we, got, we started to be able to work with Blue Apron, and I have to admit, I'm getting to try things things I've never tried before. I can't even say some of their foods. Like, I mean, seriously, like I'm trying to read some of the things that they have and it's just uh, things I would never try. Mu- uh, pickled mustard seeds and cream fr- fraichi sauce. Creme I've fr- had that. Creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. Fraiche. Creme yeah. That's what I'm saying. Fraiche. <laughs> fraiche sauce is how you say it in South Carolina. Your mind is, your mind is open I've wide. had that. And if you told, that's what I'm saying. If you said, hey, you got to try cream fraichi sauce, <laughs> you have to correct me. And I'm going to say, I will never try that. But because of Blue Apron, I've been able to try that. I mean, they have a million good things, too. Beef teriyaki, stir fry uh, with snap peas, sugar, snap peas, lime. I mean, I, the list goes on and on. And I am just blown away by how easy it is. That I mean, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. And what that means is they send these amazing meals to your door. And the way it's packaged is so amazing. Honestly, I am not lying. I'm being 100% serious. Favorite vegetables I've ever had. I'm not, I am not a vegetable person at all. I'm, I mean, I like potatoes, usually. You know? Macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Root, that's a root vegetable. Macaroni and cheese is a vegetable, for sure. I get to have some of the best stuff here. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, ranchers across the United States. They're just amazing. Like I said, I mean, you can try so many things. They have, I mean, they even have you know nice, easy stuff for me, like uh, baked spinach and egg, flatbread, just all unbelievably great food. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Mine are actually in the mail right now. Jess just ordered our, our next uh, week's meals, and it, I just can't wait to get home after this tour and eat. That's blueapron.com slash badchristian. Blueapron.com slash badchristian. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Now, Let me go ahead and take care of the other one. We'll okay, be done yeah, yeah. with Let's this. Do we got another really cool sponsor on this one, and again, it's Tooth and Nail Records, and we appreciate them, have a great partnership with them. In fact, Toby and I are working on a Tooth and Nail podcast 
podcast for them where we're telling rumors and stories, which you can go check out. You can find it on iTunes right now, and I think the first episode may be out within the next day or two. But Tooth and Nail's always had a knack for finding bands in other geographic regions. So, for instance, they found Emory and Amber Lynn and Under Oath and all those bands that came out of the South and the Florida and As Cities Burn and the Cherry and all these bands from a far-off geographic geographic region. They've done it again. They've got their newest band uh, on Solid State Records, and they're called Earth Groans. And guess where they're from? South Dakota. So quite interested to hear how, how they do and, and hear this music. I'm going to play a song for, for you right now. This is from their upcoming EP that will come out this Friday, May 12th. The song is called The Estate. Let's check it out. <laughs> Okay, so again, this that you're listening to right now is called The Estate, and it's from a new band called Earth Groans. They have a new EP out this Friday, May 12th. They'll be on tour through all of May, so you check out their Band Is In Town page. That's the best way to find out where they are, and a lot of bands, really. Again, Earth Groans, new EP, Renovate, comes out this Friday, May 12th. You can get it anywhere you get music, and continue to support Tooth & Nail and check out their new bands. Earth Groans, thank you guys. All right, where were we, Toby? I was just saying, I think that a lot of people want, the way they understand God is just through their life and that God fits in their life. Way more than, like with art and the way Jesus was, it it doesn't fit in your life. Like you were saying, it, it's almost like the opposite. It pushes you away from what's safe, pushes right. you away from the known, and goes, hey, what if, what if? What if you forgot yourself and served others? What if you loved God? And, and I think people misunderstand, like when, when Jesus goes, love God, like, you know, you love yourself, love your neighbor like you love yourself. Those are the two commandments or whatever. Um love God with all your heart. Like that doesn't just mean I'm just so in love with God and everything's great. And it's like a rom-com movie. I mean, it means wrestling with God, trying to figure that out. Like asking questions. Do you love your wife? Do you fight with your wife? Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, we have some tough times of things I don't understand and I'm trying to figure it out. And God, I don't think God holds that against you. In fact, I think that's what he wants you to do. Right. It seems so weak. Well, the Jewish scriptures totally capture this wrestling throughout thousands of years. And they kept all their failures in their history, all that wrestling and failure and exile and everything, and that is the tradition that which we grow out of. That's yeah. the, that's the Christian tradition. It's, it's embedded in the Jewish tradition, and somehow we've done away with the wrestling. We've done away with the the, the lament. We've done away with the where are you? God is just peachy and yeah. everything's good, and let's be safe and have safe language and don't challenge anybody and don't ruffle any feathers, and that would be a bad testimony. And yeah. It's just really cheap, I think. It's cheapened it a lot. If you read, like people tell me, you need to repent and read your Bible. I read my Bible. There's a lot of messed up stuff in there, and it actually gives me license to follow in that tradition of wrestling with faith and wrestling yeah. with God and wrestling yeah. with truth. It's probably our biggest danger is if we get let Christianity become that shallow, then it'll just, it can fall apart. If you just take it shallow enough, 
if that's what we keep doing, that's sure. not a good direction. Well, it's I just mean, I mean, I, I, I'd be called a heretic for saying so, but maybe it does in some sense need to fall apart for it to be reborn, mm-hmm. kind of like the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like in some path. ways, it already has started to fall apart oh, sure. publicly. I mean, completely. That's been happening for a long time that... I mean, we live in Seattle, Washington, where, you know, there's less Christians per capita than there are, you know, Anything food trucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. like, yeah. it's 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 become definitely more of a joke, a judgmental joke on the way that, you know, people have taken sure. the old scripture and put it into modern day life where it's like, this does, this doesn't work. Like, doesn't I mean, they're, they're great stories and great, you know, ways to live life. But I, I don't think that this whole uh, thing's been co-opted by moral movements and political yeah, movements. Exactly. Too. The fear and, that's been, and yeah, and it's, it's been, it's been used to put people down or exclude people. And that's just, nobody likes that. People some go, well, people like it. <laughs> well, some people like it, but but the rest of the world, and it's yeah. funny. It's because like, it's just funny. The rest of the world has a has, has almost a better moral compass than the conservative Christians because they're like, wait a minute, it's not right. Yeah, it's hurting. Yeah, people. do that to get. You shouldn't say that about gay people. Robbie, you said something the other day. You were talking. We played in a church the other day, and you were, we were just talking about how uncomfortable you. Yeah, that made you just being in the building. Yeah, just being in the building. I, I mean, Tell I me about that more. I, I well to to start it off, I. I think I've always been very liberal, like kind of a more of a gray area, which I mean, a lot of Christian people will say you're not supposed to be, you know, it needs to be. Yeah, black but you don't white. support gay marriage. No way. <laughs> no, no, definitely. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I do. Sorry, Robbie's, um, you. Robbie's the rebel. But in, in, rebel in, the, in any definition you want, though, do you are you a Christian person? In I mean, do you even identify that yeah. way? You yeah, I would I'm, say I believe I believe in God. I believe Jesus walked the face of the earth. I believe. Um, in some aspects of the Bible and some others that I go, eh, you know. Anyway, back to your side, I just but wanted yeah. to get a little so, context um, there. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was going into the church and to, we were going to play a show and I was just like, this just feels so uncomfortable. It doesn't feel like, the building of a church to me personally, it just doesn't feel like a safe place these yeah. days. It feels, it feels like I need to really watch what I say right. or, or, you know, I really need to... Um, not not be clean a, yourself up. A human person. Don't you know? smoke those cigarettes. Don't smoke those, those cigarettes. Things. I know, right? <laughs> it's like don't. Yeah, you know I mean, but it was there was no people there that were giving you any weird. Uh, here's the thing: we were at a church, and everybody there it just happened to be where the gig was. But it's the exact same people that would have been if we'd have played. At, happened to be at a bar that same night. Right. It yeah. was the exact same ticket holders. They didn't they didn't know where the gig was. They just bought tickets, went to the address, and it was a church. So all the people there are identical to the same people you played for last night. So yeah. you're saying the only difference was literally the building. I think I think it was I think it was the building. I think maybe it's maybe it's like a form of PTSD, you know, from yeah. playing so many Christian festivals yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. where you're just like, oh my god, okay, I have to do this and this and you this and this in a like certain you have way. To hide yeah, and, you know, yeah. For Robbie, f- it's like if you're gonna go smoke, you got to go behind the porta potties at the, at the right. Festival, right. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I will say this though: I thought the crowd did also act differently. Of I course, they, they were did. more subdued. They all felt like Robbie. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, right. they, I mean, they were sitting. They were. They didn't know to talk loud. They couldn't goof off. They nobody. There was, was gonna, no bar. Nobody's going to yell a cuss word, yeah. maybe right. or or anything. They weren't yeah. yelling anything. Forget. They weren't even words. loud I mean, talking, chattering over background right. club music, which it was like, like that atmosphere is not even there at all. It's just like people sitting down in a like, sanctuary. Exactly. You know? It's like I'm I'm here to watch and be poured into yeah. a sermon or some some. It's kind of like Ooh, it's yeah. so rough. It's like you're sitting there and like before you go on. It's dead quiet and yeah. silent and dark and just light some you know moody lighting right. and people sitting in basically pews or, or connected chairs sure, waiting sure. on you to go on stage and then do your thing. I mean, it's it's very exactly intense. what Frank Vogel. <laughs> I mean Frank Viola said all those years ago that the way the church is set up in pagan Christianity just talks about how it is set up 
uh, so that you walk in off the street and then there's the foyer and you notice, okay, there's something different here. Then you go into the sanctuary where you're to be quiet. There's one person up there that leads you, uh, you know, in music. There's one person that leads yeah. you in the scripture. And then you're supposed to reflect on what that person said and then leave. And so when you go into a church, you feel like somehow it's sacred and then I'm not worthy. And so I should just be quiet. And it's just, it's a really frustrating thing because that means that you do not have interaction with God. You don't wrestle with God in there. I mean, because somebody's planned everything for you. And so right. when those people walked into that show, that, that's the way I felt too. I was like, oh, well, there's just Uh-oh. some kind of weight yeah. here. Yeah, I think right. in some sense, there, yeah, there, exactly. there, there is a good thing about having different operational spaces. Like, I don't think a bar should be like a church. I think they're, they're both, like, I think, like, for instance, the Catholic church. Like, people walk in and it's just this beauty and this, you know, a lot of these cathedrals and whatnot with the stained glass windows pouring in. It's just all this silence. And I think that's where people can experience the divine in those moments. Right. And maybe they can wrestle. And maybe they can light a candle and get on their knees and communicate with God in a way that they couldn't do it in a bar. They couldn't do it at home. And so I think those spaces can be or are definitely useful for a lot of people. But it's just weird when you go, okay, now we're going to bring the rock and roll music into that. And then everyone's like, wait a minute, this is not what this is for. Yeah. Like, this is, it's just weird. Like, what do we, what do, we do? You know? Yeah. Well, I bet there's a great amount of people. I'm sure there's some survey out there. But if you did collect the data on how do you feel when you walk into and show, you know, these environments, I bet a lot of people go, "Ooh, tense, judged." You know, and I'm not right. saying that's inherent in the actual, you know, architecture of the sure. building, but it's just a connotation. It's a stigma. It's a stigma yeah. that, that's de- that's developed culture where I bet a lot of people feel like. Uh oh! Like when they walk into that building, I don't. Know. I mean, you have to consider: is that what we want? If if, if not, what could we do about there, it? Sure, sure. There's one thing that I I did notice about playing in that church the other day that was similar to just going to church, and that was how friendly the greeters are. Yeah, I mean, I, there's <laughs> no something about, about being greeted by a greeter when you walk into a church yeah, yeah. that when they have this big smile on, on their face and it's six you know, or eight a.m. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's that happy in the morning. Like nobody is that happy in the morning. And these people, they you know, they, they want they, your money. They were sitting in this cold wind tunnel of a doorway, checking tickets, and they were like, "Hi, how are you?" I Maybe mean, they are that happy. There's nobody. There's nobody. It's quite a contrast from the door people at most rock. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like the biggest like, dickheads in the world. It was just the this whole twilight zone of experience for a rock show. It was different. I, I need to be abused when I walk in the door. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what makes me feel at home. Yeah, I'm, I, have to, I have to feel like I need to prove that I'm okay to be there just to yeah. get in the door. No, I'm cool enough. Don't worry. I, th- I think the problem, too, is when the that building or that setting is implied that that is where you find God. That There's too much emphasis on sure. it. Sure. So that, that's when I think I get – I feel frustrated. We're like, oh, this is where God is. You know what I mean? Like well, that—that's the way it feels. That's like one of the—that's one of the themes on our record, actually. How to be human, and, and that's one of the ones that I think really kind of ruffled some feathers. Um, the first song on the record is called "Holy Water," and it's about uh, basically the the boundary between sacred and secular being torn down. Essentially, uh, the the lyric in the chorus is "Every drop of holy water comes from the ocean." So the idea that, like, holy water is a sacred thing that a priest blesses and maybe mm-hmm. used to baptize a baby. But in reality, all water on the planet is recycled through the ocean. The water cycle. It's the water cycle, right? And so it's all connected. And if you have this big kind of deeper, farther away perspective, you'll see that there is no boundary. We create these categories and say, I would have made it sacred, that the is... holy water is, comes from, like, cow piss. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of in the right. same way. So you got to really not trust, a good lyric. you got to really trust God. Also <laughs> sacred. It has been clean. It's also sacred. But that, but 
that kind of rubbed people the wrong way, saying, you know, this kind of holistic approach of they want the barrier of like there is the secular world and there is the sacred world or there are the things that are blessed and there are the things that are cursed. And I think the further back you go, the more you see how connected kind of everything is because you hit the water cycle, you know? Uh-huh. Like, oh my God, go. it's, it's, it's obvious. It's like our water, our, our earth is 70, 75% water, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like it, you have precipitation. It comes from the ocean. Mm-hmm. That little tiny bit of water gets blessed. That's right. holy water. It comes but from that, the ocean. But yeah. that's, like, what, that's what I'm talking about is, like, it's it's about intent. Like, you can have, like Toby was saying, you know, that you have to go to this church to have a spiritual experience. Well, I'm, I'm saying that's not, you know, I would say the spirit is unbroken. It's The spirit is everywhere. That's, that's, that's one of the lyrics in the record. You can have a spiritual experience standing on a hillside watching the sunset. You don't need to be in a church. No. It's just about your intent and your perspective. Now, if you bless the water, um, then that's an intent and a pr- perspective. But but people also get baptized in the ocean. Is that not holy? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so that's, that's all I'm saying is that we, we create these categories and these boundaries and, because it makes us feel comfortable. But when you take a step back, farther back, um, you see all those ba- categories kind of crumble the other <laughs> what from that song is that we're made out of material from exploding stars billions, billions of years, of ago. years yeah, ago and i think the term billions was really offensive so. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't refer to years that there are in, billions of years is in, offensive is, right yeah, yeah if you refer to that there are billions that there are billions of years is offensive that, that yeah yeah and that's the whole thing it's like dinosaurs he, were not real i think one of the big critiques was um you know you're supporting big bang and evolution and Meanwhile, you know, none of the lyrics well, say Big Bang nothing to do or evolution, evolution in any just, scientific way. Um, and they're, they're just like, this isn't Christian. And I, I, I basically, my response to that is, I don't think there's anything more Christian than the idea that we are born from stardust. From the death of something, we are given life. I mean, that's a beautiful Christian metaphor, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And we, we, you know, like that's the metaphor that is at the the heart of the universe. Uh, a star explodes, and those little atoms and particles, heavy metals, mm-hmm. those end up in our body. Yeah, billions of years later. I mean, that's you can't trust science, though. You I mean, just you can't, can't. You can't. I mean, good lord, <laughs> Robbie, didn't you get you didn't you get into a. An, a decently heated exchange with somebody yeah. commenting. What, yeah, well, what? To, to preface that, Robbie's the worst person. I'm probably yeah, the worst person to feel critical. No, I'm probably the worst person to ever message about something because if you think I'm going to be gentle with you back, <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely not. And this person found out the hard way when they they wrote me a message on Facebook to my personal Facebook page. It wasn't like it was to the band, and they told me that I need to. Re- we all needed to repent for repent our sins, and you know. Uh, we need to ask for forgiveness from God for saying what we've said on this record and that yeah. all these different things that we were It was fake. Pastor Joyce Fanson, just say it. That's who it was. <laughs> you, but you didn't think immediately to direct him to the guy that wrote the lyrics. You thought you should take him on? Yeah, I was like, I was like, this is going to be great. I didn't, even write, I didn't even write these, but this is going to be awesome. And the, I mean, he was calling us fake Christians. He was like, I'm going to... You know, and I, I kind of wrote him back, and I was like, hey, just to let you know, you know, we've never categorized as a Christian band. Um, and went into this whole spiel about, you know, why we weren't and how some of our other songs, like, I mean, even 5805, there's a, there's, it's about a house that we partied at where our band started, where we, ha- we had a fake fraternity. Like, I mean, like, there's a lyric that says, you know, on the roof we'd plan our next adventure. And that was Matt and I drinking beers on a roof. <laughs> and we were ordering pizza from Mike and Dave's Pizza in Seattle. Like, I mean, it's not like this clean thing. Right. But, so I was explaining this to him, and he says, 
I'm gonna I'm calling every Christian radio station. I'm demanding <laughs> that your yeah. music get pulled. And I and at this point, I went. There's no reasoning with this guy. And he said, if you write me one more message. On here, if you respond to this, I'm going to block you. Yeah, he wants so, the last word. So I, I felt very challenged, and I was like, I have to make this good. So I wrote the guy <laughs> back, and I said, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and, then I, and then I sent him another one following that saying, I thought I'd make that one count with a winking emoji. <laughs> like, I mean, so it was a friendly, you're a fucking idiot. And, right. and then blocked. And then I was blocked. <laughs> <laughs> and said, you can no longer send messages to this person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, what the audacity that somebody would write you, and then when you respond to them, they go, well, I'm blocking you. You, you are harassing me. You can't talk yeah. back to no, me. No, you can't talk back to me. And I was like, no, <laughs> this is what, like, this is what, I'll be blunt. Like, you're being, you're being a moron. Man, well, how may, don't, don't you think it would be amazing if he did call every Christian radio is. station and told them that? I mean, like, that is hilarious. God that, bless that He him. thinks that that, uh-oh. You just mess with the wrong Christian buddies. Yeah, he's gonna he's not, gonna hear this. Not on my watch. He's gonna hear this. He's and not he's gonna, gonna like come this. after me for slander now. Well, that's the myth. <laughs> the, the myth is that, and I've I've seen this in the iTunes comments. I don't know if we've already said this, but but people are like, "Great, you're you're using secular language to appeal to a broader audience, so you can secular get rich and language. famous or something." And I'm like, "No, we're that we're actually losing. Work that way. Yeah. We're actually losing <laughs> yeah. a lot of fans over this. Like, yeah. this is the the sincerity and the conviction that I have with these lyrics." I made with the with the full knowledge that we were going to upset people, that people would never listen to our music again, that people it would, would cost burn you money. the CD, and it would cost us money. Yeah. The, the, the idea that you can sell out to the secular crowd is yeah, so that's the false. Conspiracy you sell out to the Christian crowd because yeah, that's there's the never yeah, that's a right. greater money maker than being labeled Toe in the line Christian there. and just and just getting all being at all the festivals and being in the Christian bookstores. Because people will buy your music despite if it's good or bad. Yeah, they that's just the ultimate buy it because sellout. it's labeled yeah. Christian. Absolutely. And that's how you sell out. You sell out to the Christian market, not to the, the secular or mainstream market. Yeah. So the idea that like we're we're gonna gain fans over this is stupid. We've lost a bunch, as Robbie said. Yeah, we've the guy, lost, we've the, lost guy a ton. the guy he called a fucking idiot. <laughs> not coming it back felt good though. I'm not gonna lie, it felt really good. To like when when somebody just comes at you from this completely closed-minded standpoint, where I even told him I was like, you know, we the the record was made to challenge your mind to to yeah. maybe have you expand on things. So that you had gone back and forth with him and tried to reasonably explain for a while. Yeah, I reasonably sure. explained, and then I, it was just I gave up, and that yeah. was me giving up. Was see, I think you did the wrong thing there. Not that, ooh, that's so bad to do that, but I just feel like you gave him like I feel like you gave him what he wanted, which was. Per, you know, absolute yeah. certainty that you're evil. That, no, that was yeah. my, that you was gave my intent. That. Yeah. that was my <laughs> okay. intent. Just leave me you, alone. You were basically I'm Brad evil. Pitt in seven. <laughs> yeah. I I have, <laughs> do you ever have that? Do you yeah, ever have you that? Like, I, it. Sometimes I get so exhausted by the comments or by the messages that sometimes I'm just like, fuck it. Like, I'm, I am bad. I am evil. I am trying to pollute your mind. I am trying to ruin Christianity. Leave me alone. Like, yeah. Don't hold me to this standard anymore. I have that sort of like throw my hands in the air right, and just be yeah. like, just yeah. get, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Just go away, please. I, Let I, me do I, my I art. I think that's what happened to Dave Bazan at, yep. at some point. I think that seeing that over and over and, and feeling like there was this weird Christian weight on his shoulders. He was yeah. like, I just can't take it this yeah. anymore. So he just went the opposite way. If you leave me alone, I could probably yeah. hang he out might, here. He might be closer but, to God yeah. than he ever has been in a way. But yeah. I, I don't I mean, think so. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably not. But. Well, no, that, that's the thing is, is that – there, there does come to come to a point like I mean if you, if you're in an argument with somebody and you're just tired of the argument you want it to be done you just give up and you just go yeah yeah you know what whatever I, I'm wrong I'm yeah, wrong yeah. that's fine can we move on from this except sure. for trying like, doing that with 
you know, hundred people in your messages at once. It's like, yeah. oh, you get to the point. Where you, okay, yeah. you're right. Whatever you want. To say, I just yeah. put them all in a group message. Go. Well, and that's and why then, I made a podcast <laughs> all, yep. talking about the lyrics of the song and talking through each things on don't on don't don't be the, the trolls. I have a third episode that came out today um, that basically covers. Uh, basically, it's four it's four tracks each episode. So we talk through it, me and Nate and. Uh, I think a lot. That's really helped a lot of people because they can hear my tone of voice. It's not just mm-hmm. me making an argument in text form that is very hard to like understand and you know raise a lot of questions. It's just my voice talking about the songs, what what the intent was, what the convictions were, understanding that yes, I know this is offensive to, to some people. Here's the layer beneath it. If you want to look beneath the literal like lowest form of meaning then there is layers of meaning and intent beneath it. And I think that's helped people. A lot of people are like, I was really worried about your new record because it seemed it seemed to use all this kind of outside language. And then they listen to the podcast and they realize, oh, you know, your explanations were were good and, and helpful for me, and now I love the record. And so that's kind of, that's the, the power of podcasting, I think, is that just the ability to, like, to present your argument with your with your personality with who yes, you are very important and yeah. that's some things that that's something i gosh i just get the biggest kick out of the fact that it doesn't matter if these these mars hill episodes the nephilim thing or this right here it's just it's so cool that we have a format now that is so counter to all the the bite size the five minute segments the written things the scripted things sure. to where you just can't listen to somebody talk for an hour and a half or 45 minutes and go i mean basically you know if you believe them or not right and you feel very strongly if they're if they're bullshitting you just you you could tell yeah in in a certain amount of time i yeah. mean it, it, so that just that's just well, so cool you, a, a podcast conversation like you guys do um, you know, if I listen to Bad Christian, I, I find myself arguing with you mm-hmm. and being like, nobody represented that point of view or that point of view. or That guy said that and you should have came back and countered yeah, with this. And like, sure. I, I, but I get I feel like I'm a participant in it yeah. because you guys are just guys talking and I can be a guy that can talk. Yeah. And so whether or not you're right. Doesn't matter. I'm participating by arguing with you, even though you can't hear me. Or whatever, that's you know? exercise. Like, that's your mental exercise. My mental like, exercise you're involved. Is going, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't agree with everything yeah. you say. And, you know, but that's not the point. Certainly, the point nobody is, thinks that even they should. Right? No, I mean, I, I, I we mean, had to say that all the time. But sure, first of all, we don't agree. And you secondly, guys don't agree course, amongst yourselves. No, I don't even think somebody should agree. In fact, I'm not a journalist. Right. That's not even. It's nothing. It's just. This is just. No, this is. So well, and, and that's why it's Don't so funny to get it. the comments that like bad Christian, they're all about this or they're all about that. There's like two things you guys agree on, the three of you, <laughs> you Joey and and Matt, uh, Toby, and and a ton of things you just disagree on or don't have any or clue what we're talking any, about, like it, it, at exactly. all. And so the idea that you're this united front to destroy Christianity is really funny to me because have you ever heard the podcast? These guys argue all the time. That's the whole point. It's a converse, It's an ongoing conversation that shapes and sharpens your viewpoints and opinions. You get guests on that go, you, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. And then, you know, a year later, I've seen you guys do this podcast for, what, three years now? Yeah. And it's like I can see the change and the so growth much. and the progression, yeah. not only in your, obviously, your podcast skills, but in the way that you think about the world. Of course. It's way different. And that's the thing that's so awful about regular media and politics and stuff like that. You're not allowed to change your position. In fact, right. in politics, it's seen as a weakness that you used to have a position, now you have a different one. Right. That's unbelievable. You flip-flopper. That's unbelievable. Whereas, <laughs> I mean, we were just sitting, we sat down and did a club episode with Reva, and she was like, what's, I was like, what's different since you've been working here two or three years? She's like, you guys used to be way more sexist. Which... <laughs> 
<laughs> Which <laughs> it's true. And she's it's right. True. And yeah. she's right. So I'm, I have so many different opinions on that. Some people say they're better or worse than they used to be sure. or whatever. But she's right about that. And that doesn't even let us off the hook for still being quite sexist, I imagine. <laughs> but we're just a lot less. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've changed my opinion on so much stuff. So unfortunately, good. she's way more sexist now from hanging out with. Right. Like she says nasty stuff about women all the time. It's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> <she, laughs> You're poisoning her brain. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for that. I mean, so I mean, you gotta be if you if you don't can't if you don't change your point of view, you better watch out. Yeah. That's a that's a dishonest person sure. or a dumb person, one of yeah. the two. Yeah, you have to. You, you have, have to grow. To or a scared person. I mean, I don't know. Sure, I, I'm not sure. judging any individuals, but your points of view should change, and they shouldn't be predictable. Yeah. How could that be? What was that? What does that mean? Right. I know Bill O'Reilly's points of view are predictable. Okay. Yeah. I get that, but that's sure. a, that's not a real person. No, he no yeah. longer has a job. <laughs> well, whatever. No I mean, any job. any of that type of stuff. Right. You know. Right. That's right. Can we move on to the best part of this? Yeah, you want to get some news? You got one? Yeah, I got I got one for y'all. I think I'll, I'll keep I'll try and keep it in line with what we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, kick the music. In a world where if you play the damn news backwards, it says. Worship Satan. <laughs> My name is Toby Morrell, and this is the Damnation News. All right. I thought this was pretty good. It comes from uh, ChristianHeadlines.com. <laughs> Very reputable, known to be, you know, but uh, they were talking about uh, Brad Pitt. And part of the reason why I chose this article is because the way it's written, you can tell that they're trying to influence people. Like, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Brad Pitt opens up about Christian upbringing in a new interview. Popular actor Brad Pitt recently did an interview with GQ magazine in which he discusses his Christian upbringing. Uh, the interview includes a photo shoot of the A-lister, but it also includes a candid conversation with Pitt about his Christian upbringing as well as his decision to quit drinking. Pitt shares that he grew up in a Christian household, First Baptist which is the cleaner, stricter, by-the-book Christianity. Then when I was in high school, my folks jumped to a more charismatic movement, which got into speaking in tongues, raising your hands, and some goofy-ass shit. (laughs) 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 They obviously bleeped that out. uh, ChristianHeadlines.com did not. They did the little stars for the cuss words. Relevant Magazine notes that from from the way Pitt discusses Christianity, it is clear he hasn't embraced it. But he did acknowledge that the people whom whom he saw living out their faith truly believed what they were practicing. I know they believe it. I know they're releasing something. God, we are complicated. We're complicated creatures. Pitt also shared that he recently decided to quit drinking. I had to step away for a minute, and truthfully, I could drink a Russian under the table with his own vodka. I was a professional. I was good. Don't want to live that way anymore. So here, here's what I was saying about this. Isn't it hilarious? Like, they took a GQ article and just pieced together their thing so it could say something like, yeah. he talked about he he might not be a Christian, but he is quitting drinking, so maybe he'll come back. And he thinks they're weird, but he thinks what we believe is real. Yeah. Like, you know, they made yeah. sure to say that yeah. he thinks that, that he – he validates yes. that we are okay. Like the way they're saying that is, is still it's just something they don't care about Brad Pitt. It's, they're not doing the reporting of the fact. It's not just he right. was asked some questions and those are his answers. Yeah, it's like it seems like Brad yeah. Pitt could affirm our whole ideology. Right, but he might be one of us. But the work, the, the thing I don't he like about drinking. that. He's starting to wake up. I have the same. <laughs> I have the same impulse. Start. So I'm not knocking what that is. Sometimes I have that same impulse. And it's a cover your ass impulse where you where you want to make sure to to categorize somebody. Now, I, I, now, I'm not saying he's a Christian. He's not. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I need to make sure that's clear before yeah, I can talk clear. about right, the person right. to make sure I'm not embracing him. So I've got to say that he has not embraced the faith. That's that sucks that you have yeah. to do that. That But they're they're trying to cover their bases. Right. If they didn't say that, people would write them right. and go, say, It sounds like you're endorsing a non Christian right. Brad Pitt. That's right. Like that's you, right. you have to have that identity that, thing. Yeah, that, that like sucks. It's, so it's a cover your ass thing, really. It's an impulse. Yeah. Maybe it's not bizarre. Maybe it's normal. I, I mean, it, it is just it is that very tribal thing where it's they writing just, for your readers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Your readers want to hear that. Trying to Brad reinforce Pitt that. Was raised Christian and just quit drinking, and maybe he'll come back. That's yeah, what they it kind of delegitimizes that, that that media though a little bit. It's just like an agenda media, yeah, right? Yeah. But I mean, so is so much of it, I guess. But I mean, not all it makes it feel that way. News, you know, it's you know. That's the that's the Christian headline spin right. on the Jiku article yeah. for their readers. I can relate with what Brad. They can though. gossip. Like, I call, call, first name basis, not just Brad Pitt. Brad. Um, <laughs> I can relate with <laughs> him though, because when when so my mom when she first started going to, back to church when she was a born again Christian, she decided to go to a Pentecostal church. And the first day that I went with her, um, I saw people running around and screaming and with their hands in the air. And then a pastor, I mean, came up to me. She's like, "This is my son." And I mean, I think I was, you know. 10 or 11 years old, and she's like, this is my son, you know, he needs to get saved, all these different things, and the guy, I mean, there were people standing behind me, and I mean, laying hands and stuff like that, and it was just kind of like comforting, but uncomfortable feeling at the same time, and then all of a sudden, I just got smacked in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah, it's, when you're 10 years old, yeah, it's weird. Right. Like, I'm, and Did you they, feel anything? No, I like felt like my fucking forehead hurt. Like, yeah. but they did it multiple times because I wasn't falling over, and I was uh, like, oh, yeah. I'm you were supposed to, to fall over. You were supposed to keep my balance, you know? You were and resisting like, the spirit. I was resisting the spirit, apparently. <laughs> there was a demon in me. But it was, I didn't fall over, and then, like, I was just like, oh, and then they just gave up. Like, literally, the, past, the pastor gave up, and he went to the yeah. next person. yeah. I was giving up. On yeah, that's exactly. The my, Lord my, gave my, up yeah. on you. I mean, we did. We had, long, the, we had the anointing ago. oils. I got oil, put it on my head, and then uh, my they would all come around me, and they would all be shaking, speaking in tongues, and like kind of shaking me and stuff like yeah. that. That mm-hmm. I was supposed. And the goal was to for you to speak in tongues because that meant that you were one of us. You were a Christian. If you don't speak in tongues, you did not have the Holy Spirit. Right. And and for a little kid to understand that, and then like the, here's what I, I I just can't believe looking back on it. It. Then I was just supposed to go have lunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it was end of the service. Uh, all, six adults around me shaking, speaking in crazy language, all that stuff. All right, let's hit Ryan's Steakhouse. Well, we better, yeah, yeah. How, better get out of here yeah. by twelve. Okay. How yeah. amazing! Well, the line's gonna get long at the buffet. If, if you started, if you started speaking in tongues, <laughs> tongues, and it was just like a Buster Rhymes song. <laughs> I, I made it up three times, and then they, then I just couldn't do it anymore, and they just let it go. But I mean, I mean it's funny how your how your upbringing is is creates a bias. Like I was I was raised very conservative fundamentalist, no music, no talking, like forty five minutes of prayer. I remember going to my first like charismatic service with some friends from camp, and and people start moving and start saying weird stuff, and I felt like it was like based on my perspective, it was all demonic. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh my gosh, these people are getting possessed by demons because it was like I had this dark feeling in the pit of my stomach. They're saying all this gibberish and they're falling yeah. around acting like total crazy people. What's the point of all this? Yeah. This seems, and but it's funny because I had friends who were like into that and they were very sincere good people who who like felt sincerely connected through that form of worship or whatever it is so i i understand how like the bias can can kind of create or whatever your upbringing is creates your total your whole perspective on what it is some what some people might see as just that is the only expression of the divine 
you know, speaking in tongues, right. other people will see as that is straight demonic. Yeah. That is satanic. And, and that goes back to the point of if just within Christianity, if, it, if we can get so much stuff wrong and different. Like some people go, you have to hold snakes and prove it. You know, then some people go, I have to speak in a, this crazy language that's unearthly. Yeah. And, and then some people go, no, no music. No, no instruments or whatever. Like, I mean, if you can have that much variation from reading the scripture, why would somebody be so hard and these are on all you people probably looking for your for... trying to figure out the interp- your interpretation? Yeah, sure. And right. all those people are probably seeking to be literal, right? Right. All yeah. of those yes. things. Yeah. They really are. The Bible says this, so that's what we got to do. They're all standing looking at everyone else going, we have the only interpretation. Right. <laughs> all you the are other wrong. 10,000 denominations. Yeah, I look at that out. mathematically, same as I do conspiracy theories. I say... You're better off to believe none of them than select these very, very low probabilities. Now, something could be true. I could, you could have stuff wrong. But same thing with Christianity. It's like, or interpretation of the Bible. I'm more happy to not make any super strong statements on it because if you make some super strong hard line thing on a, on some outcome of something, if it were literal, overly literal, then. You, you know, you can assume you'll make a certain amount of mistakes, and they will be a grave consequence. Your chance of being wrong. Is so I'm not. I mean, in a, yeah. it just. I'm just overall. I'm not trying to be soft on anything. I try to believe right. the Bible the way the author meant it. That's sure. what I'm trying to do personally. But I don't think they always meant it. it but any in any case, I want to get the average of what everybody believes that I believe are faithful believers interpreting. Sure. I don't want to take a. You know, like uh oh. But if that word is that way, that means we should handle snakes. Right. Like right. The, you're going to be wrong about I don't know 11 percent of things. Yeah. But you don't know which 11 percent. But you, sure. You just don't know. But maybe yeah. But maybe the snakes is kind of one you shouldn't take a risk on. Right. It's not worth <laughs> taking a risk to me. But I mean, and that's the, that's the easy metaphor to see. But you can go that all the way down with certain things of egalitarian complementarianism sure, or what sure. you think about gay marriage or I mean sure. if you I don't know I mean, I'm not just trying to take the easy route on stuff but you have to be really yeah. strong to believe something that will have negative impacts on people if you're wrong right. you better be careful about that sure. that's all I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah well, I think that I think that can be said with being being a spokes well, I don't want to say spokesperson but I mean, being a, being a being yeah a, especially if you have power yeah if you have power I mean that that's the responsibility of anything is you're going to tell somebody something and they're going to believe it wholeheartedly because right. you are this you know higher Archie within the church. That's right, yeah. and that's you're at you know, the top. You're at the top. They're going to pass it you. down. Just it's like just power, yeah. power that in general, let power, alone holding snakes. Power over. We go back to the power over versus power under. Jesus led by washing his disciples' feet, and we think the pastor leads by standing at the top of the hierarchical system and passing down all the all the knowledge and information and culture and what we're going to be and who we are. Like and it's 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 like all just control. It's all just empire. It's all just politics. Yeah, and that's not the way that Jesus kind of set up the whole movement to begin. No, with. Church, churches in general. Empires I mean, are good words. I don't I mean, hear that a lot. From my experience, a Pentecostal church, and I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying that there's a there's an immense amount of politics within the church that I went to. Sure. That was like I mean it was it was clicky. I mean the reason why I was baptized was because there was I was I was a kid and there was a group of friends that I wanted to belong to. Right. And they were all baptized. Tribal like baby. It was tribal. <laughs> like it was and well that's the thing is there's you this hierarchy to... that passes that sure. that stigma down. Be a part of be a part of the group, do what we do, and there's no real ration or thought or or conflicting. It's more about wanting to belong. And that's mm-hmm. why people believe what they believe. It's not about that they have good reason for it. It's just that they want to belong to a group, yeah. and that's it's it. Insecurity. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start a church where every week you have to hold a different kind of animal. So like next week's a cougar, and if you, 
if it and kills if you, you weren't you, a believer. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weed out the non-believers. Change up. <laughs> so it's obvious. You have to hold two piranha. <laughs> Pir- hand in the piranha tank. And get yeah. in the piranha. Get in the, get the piranha, piranha, tank. piranha baptismal. Yeah. <laughs> piranha baptismal. <laughs> I don't believe. You don't believe. Your foot's being Pir- eaten off. You're not a believer. Piranha baptismal is like a dope metal band name. <laughs> metal there, band you band. there you piranha go. Piranha baptismal. That is a great band name. Somebody's going to steal piranha. that one. That's amazing. <laughs> you have to hold a different animal. I'm still stuck on that. <laughs> like a, a like, different danger. Like, just like an alligator. Like today, you're going to be sitting next to an alligator. When it's sunning and its mouth is open, you have to crawl inside its so mouth and awesome. pray. Put pray to God. Pray. I just have a cage that's covered, and I go, surprise, open up the cage. What? It's like Christian What's Chopped. It? It's just a black bear. Well, <laughs> what do you do, put a couple of hornet's nests in the kids' nursery? Yeah, yeah. Whoever gets just stung is... Be calm, do not, you know, be calm in the kids' nursery. That's just the drop blessing. them off. Yeah. The, the bee sting, you've if been kid, chosen. If your kid cries, he gets stung. <laughs> Teach him the word. Okay, so you got, it does seem that you have... Uh, as opposed to walking away from the faith, unless this is still part of the long con to take people away from the faith, right. seems you put as much thought into this album as any or more so, um, <laughs> faith-wise and stuff like that. But do you do you have anything good to say about the album or the the first week or how things are going? Is there some encouraging stuff, not just negative? Yeah, there's encouraging stuff. I think you know whenever there's a backlash, there are people who are who kind of feel like they they need to defend, mm-hmm. and so. You know, it's it's been nice to like not feel like I'm the only one who thinks it's good, and, and yeah, <laughs> there are other people that come to our defense and understand the intent and fully get what you know what I was hoping for with the song. So that's been really encouraging. I get a, as, for as many messages I get where people are, and, and not of all not all of them are critical, but for um, just questioning and going, what is this about, and can you explain it to me? For, for all those messages, there's an equal amount of messages that say, thank you, this is exactly what I need right now in my life, this is really helping me. Um, and, you know, that's not why I do it. I write music because that's, it's, it's my expression of where I'm at, but it is encouraging that other people understand it, too. I think that there's been a lot, I, honestly, I think there's been a lot more good messages that we've gotten and praise, if you'd call it that, from, from people, like sure. what Matt said, that, you know, this is what they needed to hear. They've been, yeah. this is exactly where they are and, you know, their walk in life in general, you know, like I think yeah. that, um, in our generation, I think a lot of people have, um, kind of figured out to lift the rosy colored shades off for the most part and to really challenge what their minds really do believe. Yeah. You know, well, I'll even say this too, though. Just, I mean, like, as a record, as a rock record, I love it. It's yes, probably right. one of my oh, favorite thanks, of y'all's records. I mean, I, I'm not just saying It is that, my like, favorite. When you sent the Masters to me, I really did ride around in my car and listen to it for a while. Like, not, not one day, like, days, weeks. Like, and that that sounds wow, hilarious. that's awesome. That's a wow. lot for me. <laughs> like, I don't lot, listen yeah. to music. I don't do that. And, and I, I mean, each song is pretty unique in a way that, that draws you in. Like, okay, the music is great. So just as listening to songs, I really like it. But then you're right, like, lyrically... Something will uh, draw you in. It brings you in and gets you thinking, and and also still still catchy and poppy in ways and hooks Thank and you. stuff like that. So I I really do like the record a lot. Thank Let you, me wrap man. this up here. I got a couple yeah. things to say. Number one is uh, you, you can get this album. You can find it on our website or theclassiccrime.com as well as the tour dates. Matt and Toby's out, so come see us the rest of this week. And let's 
let's seriously buy this album. You can stream it, but let's buy it. Um, how about this? Could we give them a promo code? Could we give a discount? Sure. We want to give them ten or fifteen percent off. What do you like? Is, yeah, you don't yeah. have to. I'm yeah, putting you on the spot. But off it. all right, fifteen percent off with the BC Pod code. Yep. All right, we'll get that code set up before we publish this yep. in a few minutes, or we'll delete this in case you decide that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> but I think it's a good I idea. I don't mind. Most people just don't okay. pay for music at all, okay. so discounts are cool. For Off of any packages or whatever, they buy at Classic Crime or BadChristian.com, whatever. Sure, yeah, Bad Christian has a CD, mm-hmm. uh, vinyl, and uh, the digital. So Okay, and then also uh, I wanted to say that as much nonsense as we talk or people talk about this is deconstruction, got a message today. Somebody said, y'all do do way too much of that. You need to spend more time on reconstruction. Well, let me tell you how we're doing that. We're releasing a podcast called Reconstruct that, that we're helping just promote and release. We're not the ones making it. Dan Koch and John Raines, Dan Koch's on the show all the time. Those guys are super into theology and philosophy. They're a lot smarter than us, and they're in a place of reconstruction, and they're doing a great job, and the podcast is awesome. So consider that our expression of reconstruction. You know, We'll let other people do that and do that well and do that on our network and on our website and everything. So go listen to Dan and John's podcast there. And then also we mentioned... That club episode where we had Reva on recently, which is really good. Um, we do a 30, 40 minute episode every week with me, Toby, and Joey that's even less, uh, even less, I don't know what, it, formal than this, if you can believe that or not, where we just have n- nothing to talk about and just talk exactly very, very close to how we just talk if we were just catching up. And that can get really, really fun too. But that's only for people that join the BC Club and are part of the group that support this show. There's a bunch of other perks there.com. We have new other perks there at the what is it? The bcclub.com is the website for that. And we have new people join every single week, and it's awesome. So thank you to those guys. Jerry Phelps, Ethan Thomas, Matthew Fisher, Nolan Jolly, Ethan Wilson, and John Clark all joined just this week, or recently at least. And so go check that out and join our community and Facebook group and see what the other perks and stuff you could do to actually be active participant contributing to with financially with money to the art that you want to see. I guess this, you don't have to call this podcast art, but you personally contributing to the stuff that you want to exist with no middlemen is, is what I think the future is. And I think you'll feel great about it and we'll feel great about it too. So go to the bad, the BC club.com. Check that out. Anything else y'all want to say before we go? We good. We're all good. We'll yeah. be back with Joey on a uh, Thursday, I believe. After he's done eating his pizza. Well, we don't know. We'll find out what's going on with him, and we'll be back with him on Thursday. But thank you, guys. Wonder what I've got Under doubt more than not Wonder why I can't Amend my constitution Wonder who I am Becoming a bad person Wonder if I can Find a good solution Oh, have I fucked up my head With all the books that I read I too hungry for the truth to find you Wonder why I've lost my wonder 
I've been there. 